Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Scala. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. birthday man hang on wasn't that last week <laughs> uh, yes that was last week I think we've been through this already we've been through this but how how does it feel oh um it's great living the dream yeah yeah how are you feeling yeah I'm okay I'm okay hanging <laughs> but I'm not I'm not why it sound really dreadful um just really tired um for full clarity we celebrated Miranda's birthday I'm just really tired <laughs> yeah, same. I said someone a voice note earlier and I was like I sound god awful like I sound on death's door you know you're not supposed to listen back to your voice notes no really I didn't want- I didn't, uh, whilst I was recording it, I was like, I can tell now. <laughs> I sound like I am lying on the bathroom floor. <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, have you been watching a new season of Love is Blind? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been watching it. Big time. Yeah. I think I'm already up to date. I've been really enjoying it. Um, up to date. What, are the episodes released steadily? No, they do it. them. No, as in, like, I'm up to date as far as you can be. Oh, okay. In terms, I think they, like, released, like, four episodes and then they released another four. Oh, okay. And then next week, I think maybe it's on the 25th, they release the final four. So I'm up to date until they release more. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I've really been enjoying it. Um, Yeah, I really like it. I, um have my favorite couple and least favorite couples and there's a lot of least favorite couples to be honest okay um I'm quite tell me tell me your favorite couple well I'm at the stage where they've just gone on their honeymoon their their pre-moon whatever in Mexico um it's like the second or third day Mm -hmm. that they're there um I love Iyana and what's her husband's name the tall guy who sits oh, one. You're really good at names as well. So I'm not going to get there. Jarrett. Jarrett. That's it. That's it. 
I'll see. Believe Thank in yourself, you. Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to turn sour. I feel, you know, when you love someone so much, you're just like, please do not screw this up because I can sense something is happening. Mm. Yeah. Um, least favorite couples slash couples I don't think are good for each other. Oh, toxic. Yeah. Um, the girl who got food poisoning. Oh, yes. And her, her mate. I think he's called Nick. I don't know. She's just displayed some, she's, she's displayed some examples of deep insecurity. Yeah. You know? You know, when people start fights for no reason. Yeah. So don't um, like and also, I think it's funny because when you watch stuff like this, the shows like Love Island and all of that, where you can see the way people argue mm-hmm. or you can see these insecurities play out. She talks to him in a certain way, but if he talks that way back to her, she yeah. has an issue with it. Mm. And I think if you're a, f- a certain type of fighter, you have to be prepared for someone to fight the same way back. Yeah, again. like you have to give as good as you get. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it might be the other way around that phrase. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. Another one, which they've actually broken up, so I'm glad, oh. is the blonde lady. Uh, and yeah. uh, I can't even remember their names. The blonde lady. Yeah, Her name was Shayna. Because oh, she, she fancied Shane, so it was Shane and Shana. Oh yeah, but he was called I don't know them too. But um, they've broken up, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, the that was never going to work out. Indian such, couple, such a such a difference in religion was never going to work out. Oh my god, oh, it was never. And she saw it, and I was um, I was actually she didn't even glad. really want him. No, but I was glad that she was able to like walk away from it instead of yes. them staying yeah. together and hanging in there and it just going and not leave not even leaving it till the the wedding day just yeah yeah they had some fundamental differences and he it was really sad to see that he couldn't see it and he was mm-hmm. propping her up very reminiscent of the first series yeah remember that uh, italian american guy yeah and that other blonde older woman oh, yeah yeah and, I could um, tell as soon as I, she was really similar to that girl. Yeah. Like I could tell that straight away. And then you were talking about the Indian couple. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Deep. I he, think, is. She's still... called Deeps and he's called. Shake. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that he got off on the wrong foot with me because he came into it being like, you know, I only date blonde girls. Yeah. And, and then. Um, him being very too superficial yeah and you really got a bit of stunner before you start judging people yeah yeah yeah. but also know what know the room that you've just signed up to be in do you know what i mean so and i think right now she's a because he's not massively attracted to her i don't think Mm. she is craving that physical attention it's quite intense yeah i don't i think they're gonna clash at some point um that's that's it um yeah it's actually a really funny thing because obviously they connect but it's sort of like obviously it's trying to see is love blind well it's mm. not because mm. <laughs> like the success rate then of coming out of it isn't necessarily um because it's just yeah I think you just if you don't have that initial attraction or if they're not the person that you thought 
or just even like certain things just build up um, yeah physical things but I yeah. love it I love it so but I think much. yeah this show shows you that you can um really kid yourself you can really convince yourself to feel a certain way about people yeah um yeah but it's like yeah as you said it's a great show it's a great show That's great show what's your fashion story <laughs> <laughs> My first one is a, it's just a little one, just in mm-hmm. case. Um, well, obviously, we have London Fashion Week yeah. going on. And our friends at Hood London, who's been yes. guests on our podcast, had made the hats for Richard Quinn's show. Um, and I believe they've done it before, actually, mm-hmm. I think last year as well. Um, they were amazing. Yeah, great hats. They were yeah. like these big... <sighs> big brimmed hats mm. obviously colored in his like signature floral but then yeah. they'd, it would come down past the um the forehead over the eyes and there'd be eye cutouts um so you could like see through your hat um there was like bondage inspired pieces there were mm. yeah it was a really cool um I love the show and yeah. also nice to see some great hats yeah really nice and also like a really perfect collaboration for them mm-hmm. that that you could see it was still their style on his catwalk which i think is great yeah 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 sure um so that was that was cool but then my um full one mm-hmm. is price rises were announced at louis vuitton and other brands but you know, Louis Vuitton was the announcement mm-hmm. and the girlies lost their shit. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think everyone who buys luxury and or aspires to buy luxury or questions whether it's worth it for them um, had something to say about price rises and the reason for it and whether it's justified and all of that. I mean, we saw this last year, but I think this was just another, you know, like a, piled on top of the last year that we had of being like well, why are there price rises but it's an interesting discussion I think we'll probably have an episode on pricing price rises and how we feel about them but it's they're, they're luxury goods do we need them no but when you actually see the increase in prices for these things over the past five years they're massive yeah and also I think that the tricky thing is is that Louis Vuitton has always been on the edge of having the more affordable pieces that and can be more of an entry level brand for people mm. like at one point in the Neverfull was kind of like 500 quid like very you know yeah. most most people would be able to think if they really wanted it would be able even to set aside like five quid to to get that or just start their saving journey for something like that Mm -hmm. um and even in terms of luxury handbags now with the likes of chanel being like five grand plus generally Mm -hmm. um 
they were all around like sort of the one and a half like there was there were entry level pricing for their bags which just meant that people kind of loved it it's that instant recognizable thing and so for it to kind of push a bit further away from the, for us everyday folk mm-hmm. just a, probably is a bit disappointing because yeah. you're right we don't need to aspire for these things and maybe it should as you said we'll cover it but maybe it's a, a check on well come on now yeah taking the piss a bit because actually maybe you could justify a bag for one and a half grand which is a lot of mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. but when it maybe goes up to three mm-hmm. is that just pure insanity yeah so yeah it is a lot because for example I saw a post um I think it was like on the community tab on YouTube and someone mm. had said oh in 2019 I bought my mini pochette for like $350 bearing yeah. in mind it's like US dollars and now it's like almost $800 um, and I feel like two of those years are were complete write-offs so it really no one was like buying luxury goods then no one was going anywhere so they, those years don't count um so 2019 for me feels like yesterday feels like mm. last year let's say and to see that sort of increase is madness now it's an indication of obviously really most countries right now have crazy inflation and it's a sign of the times um but I mean even business of fashion reported that Chanel 2.55 bag or is it 2.55 I'm not sure how it's said yeah um it's very similar to a classic flat but without like the double c logo Mm. and whatnot that had doubled in price in the last five years (laughs) Um, wow the problem is that we and I say we as a collective I don't mean me because I haven't bought any Chanel Mm. but we are still buying into these brands so they know that they can edge the price upwards and upwards and upwards and there'll still be some of us who will aspire to buy that stuff and I think that's what's caused us to have the belief that a bag for 1500 is is somewhat normal Mm. because we compare it to six thousand pound bags yeah crikey yeah it's a lot it's a lot um and yeah I get it but it's a tricky one of of course they have to survive as a company are are we paying the cost of covid and the effect of that on them or are they just jumping on the bandwagon of the cost of living is going up and they they're jumping on that too um it's just it's I think it's just a lot especially in the climate so it's probably not taken kindly that our general expenditure is going to be going up without there being obviously like a national rise in salaries Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that feels even further away saving for something like that because you know your bills are now going up all of that stuff is going up everyday stuff in the supermarket like even um like the the cost of butter literally the other day I was like hang on this is just now like 20p more mm. like than it was last week and that's not like I guess that is quite a big rise um 10 percent but still it's just like crazy mm-hmm. that all those little things add up mm-hmm. 
Um, I think milk took a big hit, didn't it? Um, but yeah, like it's just that thing of it's even further away to be <laughs> lusting really? after, I guess. I, I still believe that you'll get your Chanel. I will. I will. This won't stop me. I mean, um, don't get me wrong. I won't do anything stupid like remortgaging a house or anything for one. But uh, yeah, mm. even if I buy one of Festec, like even if it's secondhand, even if I'm not walking into that shop and putting £7,000 on a counter, yeah, um, I, will, I will have one for sure. <laughs> and actually, what I will say is, Chanel ha- now have quite a lot of like wallets on chains. Yeah. I kind of like just really nice small bags. evening bags, essentially. And then they're more in like the 1,000, 500, 2,000. I think a lot of people have clocked on to that. And, yeah. Um, like mm. that's all you really like. Obviously, it'd be nice to have a day bag type of a thing. But most, if I'm going to work or if I'm going even around my parents' house, or if I was like, I could have a tote bag with me that actually has the stuff that I need, you know? Yeah, your Um, wallet on chain is just the flex. Yes. I get that. So if that's what it has to be for now, that's what it has to be. (laughs) Uh, What is your fashion story? So similar to... Oh, let me find what the show is. Um, similar to your story about fashion collaborations, um, I've been following Tom Daly over the last week because he's done a comic relief, mm-hmm. um, a comic relief challenge, and so he he collaborated with D. W. Fletcher. Who is that? Daniel Fletcher, fashion designer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. His, his brand is Dan, Daniel W. Fletcher. But basically, Tom Daly provided the knitwear for the show. Because we, you know, we all know yeah. Tom Daly, Super Knitter, has created his like Made with Love by Tom Daly or whatever it is brand. He like helped provide the knitwear for the show. Hmm. And I just really felt chuffed about that. I thought that was really cool. Mm. I actually, I really liked his presence since the um Beijing Olympics was it Beijing no Tokyo um really like his presence online of just being a bit of like he's a bit of a fashion kid and he likes his style I've never seen him take these risks before and I don't know if that's because he's moving away from his sort of diving career and he feels more confident or whatever it is yeah I'm here for it but you know who was also at this show was our good old friend Francis Bourgeois. <gasps> oh wow. He had a selfie with Francis Francis. Bourgeois. Oh my god, Francis is in all the circles. And I was just I was so happy. It just <laughs> it was just a real these are the people that you want to see do well. We've talked about this quite a lot recently. Yeah. But these are the people, you know, like seeing Hood London, like these are the, like, the things that it's really nice to celebrate. Yeah. As sort of those unexpected things that are just like, yeah, that's actually really cool. And of course that makes sense or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I don't follow Tom Daly at all, but I knew that he was big into knitting. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, so I didn't know he had a, 
a little thing with his knitting and mm. that it would be on a show. Yeah. That's the last thing I thought. Yeah. And you're probably right. He's probably thinking about the next phase of his career, well, yes, so he whatever has, that might be. He launched this brand, I'm going to say maybe October, November time mm-hmm. in the run up to Christmas. So I think, you know, he's making moves in, in his life and yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's great. A, it's a cool time to be Tom Daly. Got a gold <laughs> nettle around your mac, around your mac neck. The nation's knitter. Yeah. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starlows of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. This week, we never pass up an opportunity to talk about Pretty Little Thing. Never. <laughs> and this week's uh, welcome news delivered. Yeah. <laughs> the conglomerate of boohoo.com. Um, and yeah, Obviously, I'm sure all of you have heard about the the protests and the outrage of the prospect of Pretty Little Thing having an official London Fashion Week show during Fashion Week. Now, spoiler alert, it wasn't an official London Fashion Week show, but Mm -hmm. there was a... um, show that was held by Pretty Little Thing during London Fashion Week nonetheless and there were protests outside of it by various people who were just not happy at the prospect of Pretty Little Thing being um, aligned with a really significant group of brands representing UK fashion for many reasons which we'll go into but yeah, we just thought we'd have to talk about it. I think there's there's questions around why we think they should or shouldn't be participating in London Fashion Week, the mm. reasons for it. Um, and also, do they deserve it? Lots of questions. But yeah, what was um what were, how did you come to find out about the Pretty Little Things fashion show? I think I saw Molly May posting something like, I think I sent you the picture. Mm. It was like London Fashion Week coming soon, like PLC times London Fashion Week. Um, and I think, you know, I think we've been included on here. I was I was outraged to to see that. And I think a lot of people have also the outrage and the way that it's been marketed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has implied that it is an official event. I think actually London Fashion Week officially started on the 18th. So it was two days before the official mm-hmm. start or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we were very much led to believe as followers, consumers, whatever, that this was a fast fashion brand taking part as yeah. per all these other brands. Yeah. Because um, you're right, like she did post London Fashion Week, here we come or get ready or whatever. And Pretty Little Thing had posted that. And then I think during, on the actual day of the show, oh my God. a fellow Love Island who was a ten Love Islander, who yeah. was in attendance had tweeted about being front row. And yeah. It was, it, it wasn't explicit. Like we're part of the official lineup. Yeah. Because no brand communicates that we're part of the the official schedule but it was very but that's like you had a you had something for your birthday yesterday and trying to claim that it was part of london fashion week (laughs) it was just on the same week but like but it's as stupid as that yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah so that's (laughs) that's the thing a line a, a fast fashion brand whether you think they should or shouldn't the reason why it was marketed in that way is it gives credibility to a brand yeah. like that. It's really prestigious as a UK brand, whether they design the stuff or not, um, to be associated with Fashion Week. Mm. It's like the highest, it's the pinnacle for yeah. any brand, isn't it? It's what you would aspire to. And I actually think it it irked me more when I heard that it wasn't a part of the official scheduling I kind of I hadn't made my peace with it but I kind of thought you know what this is what this is what money this is what um attention can get you Mm -hmm. and you know I also don't know if maybe the fashion scene is changing and they think that people should be able to see clothes that they can afford on a runway that doesn't seem totally alien to me Mm -hmm. should it be more independent brands yes but when it's like you are actually mis-selling and you are purposefully misleading and though Mm -hmm. like you said it wasn't them trying to claim it was some official event but they knew what they were insinuating of course yeah and I think that's from comments I've seen on different videos and online I think that's annoyed a lot of people is that insinuation and also the fact that at the end Molly May takes a bow as if she designed the fucking collection. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we were discussing yesterday, is an edit. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. Because first thing is not only were they f- falsely trying to align themselves with official scheduling. Yeah. But yeah. So from what I understand, it was an edit. Mm. And it was stuff that was already in existence being sold on the website. Yeah. But it was more like a Molly Mays edit or like stuff she likes from what it I understand. It was not a new collection. But Pretty Little Thing has actually come out and communicated themselves that it was produced in collaboration with Molly and the PLT team. Mm. So which is it? <laughs> yeah. But also, she's not... I, I just... Yeah, I don't know. The reality is the kind of things that were in this show, and I have some positive things to say about the show, and I'll make sure that we have that space for that too, because it shouldn't just be all slander. But they're not reinventing the wheel, are they, at Pretty Little Thing, you know? Yeah. 
we've seen these sort of like and I don't even know if I want to say this the, the term basic bitch because mm. I don't mean it in a bad way but we know what that typical girl going out looks are these days mm. we've you know, all got them we've all got them I've got loads of them don't you worry that sit and <laughs> probably a moth eaten in my wardrobe mm. um but it, they aren't changing the game. They aren't pairing things together that you're like, wow, it's pretty generic, whether that hadn't existed in that colour on the website or I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I'm I'm inclined to say it's an edit. Um, and yeah, it's not us being like assholes, but the collection, if you've seen it, guys, it's, it's samesy. Yeah. It's stuff we've all seen for. Not saying it's horrible stuff. No, no, no. But it's not like, for example, one of the gripes. It's not really I much have. print. You know, like you know, that's she could have maybe helped to design a print, yeah. and that could have been on certain things like the Molly May print or whatever. There was one, I think, one print in there. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I think one one of my gripes, and I know that other people kind of feel the same as. When we have a fashion week, it's for a new collection. So a collection is designed as a whole, as a coherent collection to some extent. And it's new stuff um, that is put out into the world. And it's it's not for a brand that has a collection every week of the year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? that's not curated that's not intentional that's not a collection if 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 you Mm. were to ask me so pretty little thing to me doesn't fit into that model now is it to say that london fashion week shouldn't like get with the times and start incorporating more brands that don't adhere to traditional scheduling yeah maybe like cool that's not a problem Mm. but i i think buying if they were to have like pretty little thing as part of London Fashion Week, it would be encouraging the gross overconsumption of fashion. It would just be like green lighting it to say, yeah, these really cheap pieces that you know, new stuff comes out every single week. Thousands is, of stuff hit like the the website each week. Yeah, and that we we encourage that level of like overproduction. Mm. I think that's a big a big thing yeah and I think this is the problem that people had with her being creative director in the first place myself for sure included that's a job reserved for someone who's you know climbed the ranks a designer arguably um, or a creative and London Fashion Week is for designers you Mm. know and Mm. Yeah, she doesn't have to have sat down and drawn it. But we also know that she's just been told, what do you think of these? She goes, yep, yep, no, yep, yep. Can we try that in blue? Yeah. And that's that's probably been her input at most. Um, maybe she's done more. I don't know. I don't want to mm. um, say that. But you know she hasn't come from the beginning thinking of – there wasn't an aesthetic. It's not like there was a theme – I actually think it would have been a bit more rewarding, like you said, had they maybe started going, guys, we're going to do a bit more of a seasonal drop. 
Mm-hmm. We won't be releasing as much on the website. We will still probably keep our like going out stuff churning through. Yeah. But this is our daywear launching and it's more um focused or whatever. Yeah. Um I think that could have worked well. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, another really significant part to all of this is the issue of let's call it what it is slave labor in fashion and um, so kind of my take on all of this is that whatever we see okay again this was not part of London Fashion Week but if it were um if London Fashion Week were to bring Pretty Little Thing into the fold and be like, yeah, show, be on our official mm-hmm. scheduling and all this stuff, it's a co-sign. It's like, yeah. we rate you. We want you to be the part green of light. what we're doing here. It's a green light. And it would be green lighting obvious abuses of labour laws in this country. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there are lots of other brands, luxury brands as well, that... Um, in their production in their supply chain people are getting paid pittances to make these things and that's not right I think that everyone should be like held to the high standard and Mm. it should be like a gold standard to say this is the best that we can offer as a country and that's why they're in London Fashion Week and all the brands that participate in like slave labor not paying workers enough um, over pollution over production all of that should be like checked you know just because I think the, the the excuse that I've seen a lot of is like oh well if you have a problem with pretty little thing don't you know that like all these other luxury brands do it and it's like well yeah and they shouldn't <laughs> yeah but I think that they're Molly May fans because a lot of people are like would you be saying this if she wasn't the creative director and probably yeah and yes it's gained more traction but first of all before she came pointed we were ripping (laughs) boohoo.com their parent company to shreds regardless and let not let us not forget that it was in june 2020 that the sunday times found that they were paying workers at a boohoo factory in this country in Mm -hmm. leicester three pound fifty an hour yeah um so you know that is still relevant that Mm -hmm. like you said the pandemic makes it feel like that was literally yesterday yeah um and also they haven't the statements they've issued about that have just been very politically like very like corporate speak just saying nothing it's like yeah like corporate speak it's politician speech it's them sort of apologizing without actually saying sorry without actually addressing anything to do with it sort of denying it yeah they said something like um they said it's not their factory and we've audited it all our partners and things like that and it's like and even and even in response so i don't know if we should talk about the fact that so with the protests there's obviously a big chat about the issue of pay and just that it's an exploitive brand. And there was um, a spokesperson for Pretty Little Thing said that any suggestion that people making clothes for Pretty Little Thing or any other Boohoo group 
brand are paid lower than minimum wage is grossly inaccurate. Mm -hmm. That was it. We publish a list of all of our approved UK and international manufacturers, all of whom have been audited over the last 18 months, blah, 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 and that they operate a whistleblowing hotline for anyone who has concerns. Yeah. Um. Again, that's a lot of waffle. That's very corporate. And also, I think we, I definitely experienced this even when visiting factories. Mm-hmm. Our main factories were what that we visited were perfectly, perfectly fine for companies that I've worked for. But you don't know mm-hmm. unless you go seek it out, which um people just kind of choose not to do or yeah. just trust or believe in the process that everything's fair but who's to say that 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 lovely factory in Italy mm-hmm. isn't subbing it out because that not everything gets made into the factory that they show you or where they make samples yeah, yeah they yeah. then have factories that do like the bulk producing who's to say that that's not in like the suburbs of Italy or in a different country or in Mm. Turkey and there's cheaper labour going on there. Just because the main factory doesn't have it doesn't mean they're not subdoing it because otherwise that wouldn't have happened two years ago. And their their clothes haven't gone up. So what, national, um, what's minimum wage? Isn't it like £9? For someone over 21, I feel 25 or something. Yeah. So what you're telling me that you have upped that wage now to the appropriate level and you haven't had to raise the cost of any of your clothes. Yeah. (laughs) It's not great. And apparently, do I trust them? No, no fucking way. I don't trust anything that they have to say. They've shown themselves for what sort of company they are and even if even if like someone said you know they have changed their ways they've improved they no longer deal with those those companies and whatnot Mm. I'd be like cool but there are still (laughs) yeah there are still the 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 over there's other issues there's other issues Um, that's just one (laughs) I think you know what they are trying to go down the top shop route mm. and before you know years ago well like 15 20 years ago 15 years ago something like that when top shop used to have an official show at london fashion it was yeah official, wasn't it yeah yeah show at london fashion week and that was a big deal and there were massive mm. um massive like name big named models mm. who work walk in the shows and and that was like quite cool for top yeah. shop and from that you know you had like the premium lines um, and then you had like the normal regular top shop lines and stuff. And back then, as a whole, all of us were blindly ignorant to sweatshops and yeah. all of that. We didn't look at top shop and be like, oh, they shouldn't be there because of X, Y, and Z reason. It was like, oh, this is quite cool. This is different. They're like ahead of the curve or whatever. Now we know better and we hold companies into account for, we, we take them as a whole you know and say okay your clothes are cool but what about these other things and I think they're trying to pull a top shop mm-hmm. kind of but they um 
don't realize we're past this <laughs> we're past it we're over it guys so um yeah i hope that they don't get inducted into the you know the official scheduling of london fashion week because i think really there's probably a lot of brands that need to be brought up to a higher standard yeah i i, I just don't see how they could be until they address these controversies i mean even much brands that don't get as much of a hard time like zara h&m even if mm. they tried to do it with like you just you just kind of can't now the red tape around the high street should be strict there should mm. you know um and no i don't need all <laughs> all my clothes going up in price i'm aware it all comes with a cost mm-hmm. but yeah i think i mean even I didn't see this, but obviously last year they had the 99% off of Black Friday. Oh, Apparently man. the one just gone, they were had things that were 100% off free. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So then that's making when a mock. When was mo- this? I, I think it must have been the past Black Friday, so November. Oh, okay, yeah. Um. Mm. That's making a mockery of whoever's made your garment, you know, to give to give to give it away for free. That makes mockery of the process. Um, yeah, I just I think ethically, mm. and it's not like Pretty Little Thing is the face of them all. All these online fast fashion retailers, yeah. Um. So they get the brunt of it. And it is the same. It would be the same if it was in the style or whatever, like insert website name, it misguided. It would be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just, yeah, it's farcical. So one of the bo- posters that one of the protesters was holding was saying that they think the estimated salary that Molly May is getting paid is 4.8 million pounds a year. I saw that and I thought, what the fuck? And it was funny because there were a lot of great comments talking about how Molly May has clearly been using her 24 hours wisely. Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's be honest, let's see it for what it is. And I hope she can see it for what it is, is that she is where she is because she's a pretty girl who had yeah. some like tweaks and some work done. She looks very polished and put together. And that's why she's successful as she is. Mm-hmm. There is no other reason. Yeah. Like, when she was in the villa, I used to be like, that girl's got great hair extensions. Look how yeah. bouncy her hair is every night. She's always given us like a great, a great look. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not because of um, her personality, particularly. Or her work ethic. Her work ethic. Because trust me, a- if... Put that to a good manager, to the fact that you're blonde, blonde hair, sort of petite, beautiful girl. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, those things count in our society. Yeah. And so this, um, is her couple... wage in- overinflated? Yeah, it is. Yeah. She probably pulls in a lot of money in terms of, through like influencing. There are mm. lots of girls out there and guys who see her as someone to aspire to or want to buy into that and they follow her and they'll buy a pretty little thing. And that's probably where her wage has come from. But do would she be getting paid that if she wasn't Molly May, the pretty girl who was on Love Island? No, she wouldn't. No. So it's, oh, 
it's wild. I've seen I've seen a lot of people say, um, you know, she's just worked really hard and she's just like she just let her like she's twenty two. <laughs> she has like she might have worked hard, but she is also twenty two. And I'm telling you now, I've watched I've watched some of her YouTube videos. This girl is not staying up till like two a.m. Sat checking which looks are going to be in the show. Like when it used to be the run up to Fashion Week, the extra hours I would be working, mm-hmm. I would be like, yeah, I wouldn't be living this sort of the life that she seems to be, mm-hmm. or and you know having sort of what looks like quite a lot of spare time, or nipping off to do a photo shoot. You would for, be contacting my company, company. And, exactly. She's got yeah. things on the side. You'd She's be got like, other stuff going on. Oh my god! You couldn't work owning owning a company, doing your influencer stuff, being a YouTuber and whatever else it is that she's doing and this job if she was doing it the way that I have seen other people who mm. are creative directors do it yes so and even then if she was that salary is ghastly when you think of that hourly rate we just discussed um and the mm. fact that I don't know I think I think it's always really dangerous when there's such a big figure at the top of a company I I don't ever when there's also people earning like minimum wage I don't think that's yeah. ever a great look I mean that happens the world over that's of course of, but um, it, it's CEO salary it doesn't it doesn't look great income. does it no and yeah that's why I think it's a bigger it's a massive problem within the industry like whether it's luxury brands or not there's a lot of the the issues that we've discussed regarding pretty little thing happens in other brands mm. and don't get me wrong I think we should call out these brands but yeah. we also collectively and there's a lot of people who don't care quite frankly about this yeah. stuff we also have to think about like we vote with our money and also we have to check ourselves and be like we I think I buy too much yeah cheap like really cheap clothing and I don't take care of it and I don't use it and wear them and love them enough and hang on to them and you know we also have to think well in much the same way that we talk about price increases for Chanel and that lot Mm. If we continue to buy this stuff they will continue they're winning doing yeah yeah why the power is in the consumer's hands. Yeah. Why release um, four or five collections a year for pr- like pretty little thing? Why, why would they change the way they do their business? What, because we've had a bit of a moan for a week. Mm. Still making billions. I mean, pretty little thing is an offshoot of boohoo.com and they, they make billions. Like, yeah, I couldn't tell you the difference between boohoo and pretty little thing. If I'm honest, like in terms of offering. no, um, but they just replicated the formula and it works because we all buy into it. Yeah. So true. So true. And actually, I think also the reason that I think it's somewhat justified to give Molly May a bit of a hard time is you've associated your name to this brand that could be doing better. And of course, that's the case of a lot of things. But you've decided to look past all of the negativity and still want to associate yourself with a brand who can definitely do better 
in a lot of areas. And apparently they are filming a documentary. Oh, stop. With Molly May. Some oh, like behind sweet. the scenes stuff. This girl is raking in. She's writing a bloody book. She's 22. We don't She's need her no book. We yeah. Don't, don't. Yeah. Guess what it's called. Oh, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Molly May Day. I don't know. Becoming Molly. Molly May. And you know whose book title was called Becoming yeah, Michelle, Michelle Obama? Obama. <laughs> Who's let her do that? I know like becoming is not like she can't uh, Michelle can't have ownership of that but she kind of can she's called uh, it Molly May she's writing a book she's no she's written it, it. She, it's not for us it's not for our demographic it's not, it's not it's for, for us the but this girl is like her manager you know it's like the devil works hard but Christiana works harder mm. Molly May's manager has mm. has what like she's got that she makes use of her 24 hours I'm sure yeah kudos to her manager because yeah. that's the real hustle there and so she's got supposedly there's a documentary I just saw this prop like someone commented this but also they're going to start doing like a resale thing hold on pretty little thing oh I think I've seen this nothing is I don't want someone's it's not resellable worn <laughs> synthetic dress. No, I I just don't. And how much is it going to be? Because you know what? Even if <laughs> I bought something, yeah. Even if I bought something, the trouble from... of sending that back to them to be posted out is not worth the fact that you can get a dress on there anyway for eight quid. No, because. When you buy something from, okay, let's take Topshop or H&M or something. You you buy an item, you wear it. You're like, let me put it on eBay now because I'm not wearing it again. You, you'd you be lucky to get more than a fiver. Yeah, you would be lucky to get even a five. Like, I think three quid. pounds yeah. on there. Um, and, you, and you can't even ask people for postage because it'd be like the nerve. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we included these days. <laughs> you would just think as a consumer, you go on eBay, you'd be like, I'm looking for a cheap look. I, you know, I don't want to spend yeah. too much money. And then you go on there and you realize I might as well just spend 20 pounds and get it yeah. brand new in store. So I have no idea if you're buying pretty little thing like contour dresses for 15 pounds and it doesn't hold its value, it doesn't hold its shape, it doesn't hold its fabric then what is this what is the resale value in it it's it's madness like this to me says that they sort of they're just not addressing they think they're being relevant to the important stuff but i think they're totally missing it yeah it's a form of greenwashing like oh yeah we horrible well, we've got this resale market and yeah. you know we really take our like carbon footprint we're recycling in the office It'll be stuff like that on her documentary, I'm sure, and her in all these boardrooms and whatever. Reduce, reuse, recycle, guys. Yeah, but equally, first things first, when I watch um, her videos, she doesn't have a reusable water bottle. Molly no, May. Man, that's basic that is that's that's entry level stuff if i, I were that. an influencer you best believe i would never ever hold like that um must be a meme of boris johnson where the age takes his paper cup out of ha- his hand oh yeah, yeah, yeah like you would always have a reusable cup it just water like but 
it's just what we're all trying to do. And yes, there are times where you don't have, like you forget to bring it or whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that there isn't really an excuse now for buying a bottle of Evian water sort of every day. No, no, that's too much. That, just like, use the water out of your tap. Get a Brita filter, Molly May. Refill yeah. your jug, refill your bottle. It's just basic, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, like, and that's a fundamental, like I remember, I think I've said it before, a brand I worked for was like, should we, you know, is it really awful that we're like still using croc? Is that really bad for the environment? And I was like, you don't even recycle, you know? Yeah. Like, where is your, like your conscience uh, wanes? Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to this documentary book thing. I mean, mm, she's trying to take over the world good for her man like I'm, I'm not resentful of the fact that she is somehow got doing well for herself that that doesn't irk me that happens mm-hmm. um and she's created this path for herself but I do think that the show was really problematic um I will I said I'd say the positives the inclusivity of the models was amazing mm-hmm. and something that we definitely don't see at London Fashion Week enough yeah. um that was really cool. And you could tell, obviously, the girls probably weren't normally models and basing that on their walks. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, because we don't see people like that. <laughs> we don't, but we don't see people like that on the runway. So, of course, yeah. they're not going to have... Uh, don't get me wrong, guys. My walk would be awful. Um, I've got a trudge. But that was amazing. And yeah. I, that was really cool and really amazing to see but that doesn't I think that got lost and that's the shame that got lost Mm -hmm. the headline Mm -hmm. wasn't oh my god the headline was about the protests that I saw anyway yeah same yeah yeah I have to admit that if you just google like pretty little thing London Fashion Week then it comes up with the news of the protests before like you know Vogue yeah, is like featuring their images or something, something like that. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think the the inclusivity, where it's where like wheelchair users, bigger women, slimmer women, shorter, um, hijab wearing women. Um, I think that that is a good look. But, but when we're in a like a, an environmental crisis. Mm. you know when there are brands and companies that try to be like look we're doing this yeah <laughs> like it's look at this avert your eyes avert your eyes that was it, it yeah um it's easy can i just say diverse because, models because mm. there's been the netflix shows of like the tinder swindler reinventing anna i feel like i'm really I'm really recognizing these toxic traits at the moment <laughs> <laughs> And this, but that's what like that's what these like masterminds were doing, right? Is that you kind of be like, yeah. hang on, why why do you need that money? But mm. let me just show you this, and that's what they're doing. Sorry, continue. Yeah, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah, so it's very much avert your eyes, and let's not focus on the important things. It's very easy to hire diverse models. Mm-hmm. Not an expensive thing to do, you know. You just cost, yeah regular girls and that's great but the real commitment to their issues is addressing their supply chain and their 
um, production and the materials they use and the companies they work with. And that's the real work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even holding that commitment with those models, right? It means nothing if all the models on your website are still are still the same like classic fit size model and then the token plus size model have these women represented also on your website for one um because like you said it's really easy and of course like anyone who has a fashion show now if you're not doing something a bit like that um especially if you're a high street brand then you're missing a trick it's an easy tick box exercise Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you're right it like it doesn't hide from the fact that like the I think I wonder if the materials are one of the most harmful things because they're not easy to be destroyed. They don't they go into landfill. They yeah. don't disintegrate. They're very much um, synthetic, like made of plastic fibers mm-hmm. that don't break down easily. And they go into landfill and they don't decompose well. They're not made of something natural either. So mm-hmm. it means that we you know, are releasing harmful chemicals into the environment to make these things. Um, lots of water's probably used. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's all of that too. That um I think I think it would be really interesting. And I actually really hope someone does it. Someone a bit like Louis Threw, but it's probably a bit too trendy. Oh, I think he he loves a bit of pop culture. I know, but he, he sort of likes, I don't know, but someone has to address, maybe it'll be like Stacey Dooley. Um, <laughs> but someone's got to address this, man. Someone has to do, since this, since the protest, I think there needs to be a real nosedive into it. I'm surprised we didn't get that documentary after the 2020 thing. We need some investigative journalism into. Mm, yeah. Like, we need, like you said, we need to educate people because I saw loads of comments on TikToks that I saw going, oh my God, I didn't know this, never buying from them again. Yeah. And I was, I was shocked to like, like how do you not know this? <laughs> what? Are you living under a rock? But maybe people don't and maybe people need to be educated. And I'm not saying this because I want there to be none of these brands. Mm. Um, they can exist in the right way. And yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm sure half of the clothes I own are made in bad there's something bad about them I'm mm-hmm. sure of it even if they're expensive that doesn't mean that they're made ethically or whatever yeah. but I think what you circling back to what you said a while back is in our hands so if we have that information I can then think you know what yeah I know this is like a throwaway 10 pound dress but it's the only one I bought this year and so mm-hmm. I don't feel as guilty or, oh my God, I would normally buy a new dress for this. And I'm not going to because I watched that or I'm more educated on it and I don't need it. I think we just sort of need a bit of a a constant mm-hmm. or, or just some good information on that. Because I've sought that out from working for companies where I think my place of work showed us a video once. And I I think I had to watch some stuff as well on my on my degree for part mm. of um my dissertation but I think it should be more of like a popular culture documentary on Netflix like cowspiracy type of a thing you know for fast I agree, I agree. It's, it's one of the biggest threats to our climate as well is the fashion industry 
with its carbon footprint and with all these fabrics and the fact that it's probably it's got to be one of the biggest contributors to landfill surely yeah 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 Yeah. so that we have to stand to attention for it I think it's yeah I completely agree it's not just about providing people with stats and the figures and things like that I think it's about having the argument articulated to you to Mm -hmm. say what are the reasons why we don't think this should be happening yeah some may say this but the counter argument is when we put it into perspective is this like a fully fleshed out argument so that people don't make these kind of well what about isms in the comment section um I saw a really awful one where someone was like well why would anyone work for that anyway when they could get a job for more oh my gosh and someone was trying to explain like you know there's it's not necessarily that easy or like you know there's 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 a lot of reasons why that might have to happen yeah um but I think like, I'm. Well, it's, you know what? You should go back into the comment section and be like, "Well, why aren't you getting a? Why aren't you a millionaire? Million pound job? Yeah. When, why are you? You know, living off thirty grand a year? Why aren't you just go and get a better paying job? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that I think you're right. I think conversations need to happen. Need to be better. But I wouldn't mind betting. Like, do you think your niece would buy from these websites? sure yeah like would that be where she would go like I wonder if you know how younger people are starting to be more conscious of stuff yeah but we're not immune to these temptations but I wonder if like in 10 years it will be a real it would be a real faux pas I think we can only choose from what's available to us so when you're a teenager don't all uh and also like a young when you're woman essentially young, your poorest um, <laughs> yeah and yeah exactly and you're poor and um so you don't have a lot of money to spend we talked about inflation things are just going up so mm. if your only option is to buy stuff at these fast fashion brands then that's what you're going to do yeah furthermore when you're that age yes you might be the most well-intentioned young yeah. person i mean we are we're well-intentioned yeah we yeah buy shit as well like um, you can be so well-intentioned, but the pressure of being at uni and going clubbing every yeah. Friday and Saturday, you're going to want to keep up with with the other girls and look just as great as them. And that's the only way you can do it because you can't spend like hundreds of pounds on yeah. outfits and whatnot. So <laughs> just get cheap alcohol thrown on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spilt, well, spilled on you, I should say. Um, and I, I think maybe it will only get worse. I mean, not to be really deep about it, but when you take about, when you consider, sorry, um, growing inequalities, mm. like economic inequalities in our country and other countries, you consider inflation, yeah, stagnant wages. It's going to make some, it worse. Yeah, you either say, I don't buy, I don't buy stuff in general and I don't buy into those industries because I don't have the money for it and I don't think it's a good thing to do or you're just gonna buy simply whatever you can afford and if that's the cheapest of the cheap made badly in bad warehouses using slave labor then that's what you can do yeah 
yeah I think that, that this is the problem is that it always stems back to a cultural implication like you said of of just everything really it's about people all having the means to be able to not have to spend that you know mm. I like do you not do you remember when organic food became sort of a thing when we were younger mm-hmm. it was like oh, why would you buy organic it's so expensive and, it's still expensive but like it's become more of a normal thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and even just I guess was like not free range eggs but oh my god how dare you not yeah. how dare bun, you not get like bun eggs and like bun raised hens and stuff like but that there are some like... people who have to buy like their food from the going out of date section because yeah. that's you know like I think you have to make there be um it has to be available for everyone you know yeah like yeah, yeah. there's recently I bought lemons and I oh my god lemons them. are so expensive oh my god so I bought <laughs> we were uh, both uh quarantining at home and so we had to do an online shop and obviously when you when you're ill and stuff you go through well we do anyway like I make a lot of lemon tea like you squeeze lemon yeah. in hot water and like honey and whatever and so I was buying lemons and I thought you know what I don't want the waxed ones. I want the unwaxed, like organic yeah, yeah, ones yeah. because you know when you to can, use those for baking, like you the try unwaxed to, ones. Yeah, and you try to like you know what? I have a choice. I can make the choice. Yeah, let me make the healthier choice, whatever. So I was like, you know what? The price isn't bad. The picture of the lemons there was like four in a bag. Yeah, so I was like, that's that's not actually. It's quite comparable. I'm going to yeah. buy those ones. Um, so I selected two because I thought I was selecting two packets. And I was actually selecting two lemons. So I paid about, let's say it was about like a pound 50 per lemon. Wow. Was that a nice lemon? <laughs> oh, I mean, they tasted the same as the wax ones. Yeah. And I was just like, what scammery is Asda doing? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the, um, yeah, we... But it just, you can you try to make positive changes but I think yeah. it, it goes back to the what the equality of wages and oh, I don't know it just like it all goes back to trying to make sure that people's salaries reflect what is going on like I mean we're I think we're about to enter not to be morbid a real crisis of that over the next few years mm-hmm. um so it's not like then you can be telling people, oh, my God, how dare you shop at Primark? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's not the, that's not actually the problem. It's that people who can go elsewhere or maybe are like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. I'm going to think about that now. Mm-hmm. I think that's all that you can do um, and the I company think, can make better choices. Yeah, I think that there's policy changes that could be made too as well. For sure. Especially, the same way especially have... with the climate change crisis then like it needs to be enforced yeah there's um we can you know there are <laughs> rules about pollution when you make things and when you build yeah. things there's all these laws to make sure you protect the wildlife and whatnot and I think we just have to be more serious as like a country which we consume a lot we live yeah. in general we you know compared to other countries we use a, a lot of um 
raw materials and things like that. And I think the fashion industry needs to be maybe regulated a bit more. Yeah. And I hate, I, I hate the idea of just like taxing everything to solve the problem because I don't think that happens. No. But we have to create a real shift in what these companies are allowed to like dispose of each year. Things like that. Yeah. Um, Pretty Little Thing is just uh, an example of what is rampant in the fashion industry right now. And yeah, and I think London Fashion Week, although they didn't co-sign Pretty Little Thing, I think that they should check a lot of the brands that they do feature on their official scheduling and try to pull everyone up to a higher standard. Um, And also, I definitely think they could have had the power to be like, you can't call this, you can't, yeah, you can't call this a London Fashion Week event. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would like to hope that there is sort of, that everyone has to enter their sort of, an ethical or whatever report to be able to take part in something like that because it reflect it ref- like london fashion week is a brand mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. if i were a celebrity i I, can't, I think it was somebody it was an influencer and they said had they ever regretted sort of working on something and someone was like oh in the early days maybe it's some nikki tutorials mm-hmm. She was like, in the early days, I I think she um, endorsed like a skinny tea. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I wish I had done my research on that because actually people told me after I'd done it and I was really sad to have taken that on. And so I think, you know, when you do have, that's your brand. If you make a bad decision, that can really impact your livelihood. So I think the all these people, any influencers, like the amount of people that you see being like, I'm wearing pretty little thing or I'm wearing this. It's like, those are the people who probably need to do a bit better. Yeah. I think halls have gone out of vogue. Hall yeah, was like sure. a, a big thing that really helped propel a lot of these going out brands, boohoo, mm. little thing, all of that. Halls was like, look what I got for 30 quid. <laughs> yeah. It was their bread and butter, wasn't it? And it wasn't just influencers doing it. It was normal people like yeah. you and me, you yeah. want to go out, let me order a few pieces, return the stuff that I don't want. Some people were wearing it on a night out and then returning it after. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> and then, and, and I think that doing that is far less popular than it used to be. I'm not a teenager. So I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not in the thick of it, <laughs> but I uh, just like on, um, I don't think people do that as much. Do you? No, I don't think so. Not that I've seen. Only maybe the people who want that shock factor, like 500 pounds, so-and-so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's never just sort of, yeah. Chipping away at, I popped to boots today. Mm. <laughs> and I bought one item. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Have you got anything else to add about this fashion show? No, not really. Or should we call it fashion exhibition? What was it? Showcase. Uh, showcase. Sh- uh, showcase. Mm. Edit. Mm. Edit. Maybe. Okay. Okay. What's our poll this week? I wonder if it should be something like were you aware of sort of the ethics? Hmm. You know, 
like yeah how how aware are you of uh fast fashion processes and yeah yeah that would be a good poll gauge what the um what people's knowledge of these things are and how engaged they are with these issues mm. yeah again for tuning in to another episode of style over substance guys don't forget to check out our instagram or spotify to respond to this week's poll bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.